amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. You are now listening to CLNS Radio, your source for all things basketball. You cannot stop this guy. This guy is unbelievable right now. And with the way he's playing, he's played an outstanding brand of basketball. You're trying to tell me he's not the next best thing? What are you hearing? Man, all I know is this guy can fall. And if you can come out and play with him, you can play with anybody in the league. I want your opinion. Call into the show. Why don't you drive the rack? Seriously, why don't people drive the rack more often? Fed up with this cookie-cutter brand of basketball. Now go out and hand-check. What are you comparing? The guy's got grit. The guy's got moxie, and the guy's got heart. What more do you want? Broadcast through Blog Talk Radio and CLNS Radio. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome to the Hooper's Log. He did a dream, a dream, though what's harder to live? Here's your host, Simo Buck. They gonna love me for my ambition. Welcome on into episode 101, yes, 101 today, episode 101 on Thursday, March 24th, 2016. We are previewing the Sweet 16 for March Madness 2016 NCAA tournament gets rolling again today. It all begins here around, I believe, 7 p.m. Eastern, if I'm not mistaken. The games get started around 7, 10 p.m. Eastern time today on CBS and TBS uh, it'll get started at 7:35 uh, on TBS and around 7:10 on CBS. So you got two of those networks going on today. Big, big, big Sweet 16 games. I mean, giant, giant regular matchups. I mean, matchups that would be huge in the regular season. They are giant, and four of them are on tonight in the NCAA tournament: Miami, Villanova, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. Then you have Maryland, Kansas, and then you have Duke, Oregon. Just some unbelievable matchups. Three two, three two, five versus one and four and four versus one on Sweet Sixteen, the first day of the Sweet Sixteen today on Thursday, and then tomorrow we'll we'll recap those games for you today. We'll preview them and then we'll uh, we'll recap them for you. We're gonna recap the NBA for you here in a moment, go over some news that's been going on in the NBA world, obviously talk a little bit more about LeBron and, and his and his fiasco, what's going on. I've kind of already given my piece on previous shows. Sorry about the cutting in and out of the episode yesterday. Hopefully today's episode didn't doesn't as well on Apple Podcast. Yesterday, for some reason, the Apple Podcast uh, skipped a lot, and uh, it was kind of neat to hear, but it was definitely frustrating if you're a regular listener. For some reason, it skipped out a lot, obviously, us giving our praise to Fife Dog, who died uh, yesterday morning. Uh, we we had those those songs on. If you're interested in listening to some a tribe called Quest through the Hooper's Log, go check those out from yesterday's episode on episode 100, episode 101 today. No Andrew Norris, no Jonathan Wagner, just me. Isolation isolation mode today, like Kobe Bryant back in the day. Um, that's what it'll be here on the Hooper's Log. If you'd like to call into the Seat Geek Studios through CLNS Radio, the phone number is three two three six four two 
1558. Don't have SeatGeek today? Go to the App Store on Apple iTunes or even go to your uh, your Android phone if you have one. Find the SeatGeek app. It's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like other uh, third third party buying sites uh, such as StubHub and other things like that. But this one is SeatGeek, and SeatGeek is is in my opinion the best. I've used it a lot. You get some pretty good discounts on tickets. I mean, you might save like 10, 10 15, 30, 40, and depending upon where the tickets are at, maybe hundreds of dollars, depending upon where you're at. Go to SeatGeek today and check it out. Go to the App Store and buy and, and download it for free uh, and try and get the promo code for CLNS today. Just go check out uh, the CLNS website, and you can find the promo code there. Again, my name is Simo Buckets here on myself by myself on episode 101 previewing sweet 16 andrew is, is is in the hospital still not doing so good but we have his prayers coming our way from the hoopers log and then obviously jonathan wagner will be on with us tomorrow morning afternoon time here on the hoopers log same time same place as we do our our morning shows in the in, on the west coast afternoon shows on the east coast as the as the shows are on at 12 p.m pacific or excuse me, 12 p.m. Eastern time, we will be there and we will get the Hoopers log all set up for you. And we'll recap what happened today, uh, what will happen today in the Sweet 16, and we'll preview day, overall day six of the tournament, but day two of the Sweet 16. Kevin Hart, where are you at? Let's get it going. Let's recap these NBA games and then let's preview some NCAA tournament, shall we? Let's go. All right, all right, all right. We're going to learn today. Last night in the NBA, there were quite a bit of games. Twelve games in the NBA last night. A lot of some some drama going on in the NBA, obviously as well. Toronto clinched a playoff spot last night, getting it done. Now they are the second team to clinch a playoff spot in the Eastern Conference, and this is the time of year where you start to see all of the clinching opportunities in the NBA. And the Toronto Raptors got it done last night with a victory, getting a victory over the. Uh, get, well, actually, they lost to the Celtics last night, but in in a sense, they still clinched getting it done as other teams were losing and, and dropping off. Uh, so the Celtics get a victory 91 to 79 over the Raptors. It looks like the Celtics will probably be one of the next teams to clinch a playoff spot and potentially uh, uh, be up there in the top seeds in the Eastern conference. They could potentially get there sooner than later, especially with a big victory like that of the Raptors 91, 79. Think about this 79 points by the Raptors is, un, is unheard of. That doesn't happen very often. You don't see those kind of things happen from a big-time team, but it, it, it happened, and the Celtics got it done. They won 40. They're now 42-30 and 30 with 10 games to go in the season. They could still win 50 games. Who would have thought the Boston Celtics, before the season occurred, thought that the Boston Celtics could win 50 games? I, I didn't think it was possible. I didn't think it could happen. They could. Could they go on an 8-2 eight, eight and two streak and finish with 50-32? and 32? They could. I think they're going to more finish with 48-47. Wins. They're probably going to go five and five the rest of the way. They've already gone five and five the last. They've won three in a row. Who knows? They could go on a streak here, finish out the season hot, and get into the postseason with a pretty good seed and play a pretty good team and go deep and make a deep run in the postseason. They got it done. They beat the Raptors. They they won the game. Hawks beat the Wizards. They stay afloat with the same pace as the Celtics at forty two and thirty. Getting all right, all right, all right. We're gonna learn today. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now the whole team here. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Started from the bottom, now my 
Sorry for that, everybody. Uh, back on the show, uh, as you know, living out here in the Pacific Northwest, the weather can get crazy, and when it does, the phone lines get absolutely horrific. And uh, when that happens, I get cut out. And when I do get cut out, this is how it works. Exactly, Ollie, exactly. And when that happens, I disappear from the radio, and a song will play, and there you go. Let's get back to what happened last night in the NBA. Obviously, I was talking about it. If you didn't hear me, the Celtics beat the Raptors 91-79. They're now 42-30. and The Hawks did the same thing, beating the Wizards 122-101. to They're now 42-30. and Both those teams hovering at the three and four spot in the Eastern Conference finding ways to try and stay afloat there. And the Cavs get a victory as well, 113-104, to 104, as they move ahead of the Bucks as well. Again, 51-20. and 20. And there's some drama there in Cleveland, and we'll get to that here in a little bit after we recap these games. Pistons beat the Magic 118-102 to 102 to Andre Drummond. 30 points, 14 rebounds, getting the victory there for the Magic, or excuse me, for the Pistons over the Magic, 118-102. to 102. Looking at the, 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 the standings right now in the East, it's really looking like a three-team, like I mentioned yesterday, a three-team race for the eighth spot. Washington Wizards, Chicago Bulls, and Detroit Pistons. And the Pistons right now hold a one-game lead in the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference. Do I think the Bulls will ultimately get it at the end of the season? I think so. But as you can tell, the reign of the, boss, of the Chicago Bulls as a team, it's starting to show that they, they are starting to fall off the map when it comes to their ability to compete at a high level in the Eastern Conference. And, this, and the, Bull, uh, excuse me, the Pistons are, are two games up in the win column over the, over the Bulls. This time of the year, it's more of the wins that are important than the, than the loss column. When you start to get to that final 12, 10 games of the season, it starts to become the victories that become more important than the loss column itself. Because if you're ahead in the win, if you're ahead in the schedule, so the Pistons have the same amount of losses as the Chicago Bulls, but they have two more wins than the Chicago Bulls. That's a huge advantage with 10 games to go, a giant advantage. And they now have eight games left in their season, the Pistons do. Or, excuse me, they have 10 games left, and the Bulls have 12. The Bulls have to almost go automatically. They have to win at least two more games to keep pace than the, than the Pistons right now just to keep pace with them. It's, it's, it's a lot. And the, and the Wizards are 35 and 36. They're fading quickly, but they've found ways to keep, keep up with this bottom half of the Eastern Conference, unlike earlier on in the season where they were clearly a team that was going to be cut from the postseason race. Now they have a chance of getting in. Milwaukee, Orlando, and New York, those three teams are going to be eliminated here shortly within the next week or so. Expect them to be uh, out of playoff contention shortly and expect Washington, Chicago, and Detroit to battle it all the way down to the very end. And in the Western Conference, when it comes to the playoff situation, the Houston Rockets and Utah Jazz and Dallas Mavericks and Portland Trailblazers, really, I mean, when it comes to that eighth spot, it's really going to come down to those four teams, and one of those four teams won't make it. It's going to be one of the four. Houston hasn't been playing well as of late. Utah playing okay. Dallas playing okay. Portland, they're, they're playing well enough, but who knows if they go on a cold streak, they could find themselves out of the postseason too. But it all depends on what's going to happen and who's ultimately going to finish in that eighth spot in the West and in the East. In the East, it's three teams fighting for the eighth spot, and in the West, it's two teams fighting for the eighth spot before those teams could potentially follow, find themselves out of the postseason. Knicks beat the Bulls last night, 115-107. to 107. Just mentioned the Bulls need to keep up with the Pistons. They're now two full wins back of the Pistons, but one game back in the standings as they keep battling for position in the Eastern Conference. Jazz get beat the Rockets. Huge victory over the, over the Rockets tonight. As I just mentioned, they're now up over the Rockets, about a half game up over the Rockets now, 89-87 with the victory. A big win there for them, even though James Harden went off 26 points, 10 assists, seven rebounds. That is a wipe away the performance if I've ever seen one. And uh, the, the Jazz getting the victory, though, is a huge win, giving them a better chance of getting into the postseason like we thought 
at the beginning of the year. Timberwolves beat the Kings 113 to 104. Carl Anthony Towns, an unbelievable game again for the big man. 26 points, 11 rebounds, two assists. A big game for him as he's turning into one of the best big men in the NBA. And he's he's by far and away the, the rookie of the year in the NBA. But he's turning into one of the best centers we've seen in the NBA in quite some time. And what's scary is he's only 19. Wait till this guy grows into his body. Wait till he gets more mature. Wait till this guy ultimately grows a better game and starts shooting, shooting from the outside, finding ways to get his teammates better and improving as an overall basketball player. You're going to see probably one of the greatest centers we've ever seen. 26 points, 11 rebounds, two assists at this point in time of the season in his rookie year at 19 years old. Just think about that. Just think about that and how unbelievable this guy is right now. He is going to be one of the top centers in the league for years to come. The Spurs beat the Heat 112 to 88. Kawhi Leonard, 32 points, eight rebounds. You know, ho-hum day for them, 60-11 and 11 now. 36-0 and 0 at home with six more games at home to play with 11 games left on their schedule. They now have six of those are left at home. Who's to say they can't finish with 66, 67 victories this season and be one of the top teams of all time? Uh, the Heat can't quite get it done. Again, 41 and 30. They're only a, only a half game back of both the Cel- uh, They're only a half game back of both the Celtics and the uh, and the in the in the Hawks right now. They're in the, they're the fifth spot and they're tied with the Charlotte Hornets. That middle pack of the, of the Eastern Conference between three and six is one of the more logjam positions in all of basketball. Half game separates all four of those teams. And Indiana at the seventh spot is 37 and 33, and the Toronto Raptors are 48 and 22. The rest, 42, 22, 42 and 30, 42 and 30, 41 and 30, 41 and 30, and the Charlotte Hornets are also 41 and 30. And then one of the more insignificant games on, this, on the season, though, the Nuggets get the victory over the 76ers, but there was definitely a game winner. More than worth listening to again is Emmanuel Moutier, one of the rookies of the year. Uh, he's not going to win rookie of the year, obviously. We all thought he would preseason. But this guy hit, hit the shot of his career so far in his very, very, very young NBA career. Darrell Arthur looking for the baseball pass. He's got Moutier. Unbelievable shot there by Emmanuel Moody. He, he kind of lost the ball with about 35 feet away from the hoop with about a second left, picked it up, launched it, went in, gave the Nuggets a victory, and the Nuggets win their 30th game of the season. Good for them. I mean, look, a team last year who was singing 1-2-3 Cancun at the end of the season, now really having a chance to rebuild and find a way to maybe grab a free agent or two. Not a, They don't necessarily need a great free agent, but maybe grab a couple of free agents here and there and find a way to do what they're trying to do to, to win ball games, And they're doing it. They're doing it. They're finding ways to win ball games when they're supposed to. The Nuggets winning their, their 30th game of the season in the 76ers. What else is there to say? 9-36. and 36, Or, excuse me, 9-63. and 63. This team is 9-63. and 63. Think about that. Think about that terrible record at 9-63. and 63. They've lost seven in a row. They're – Point percentage, points given up per game is, is – opponents' points per game is almost uh, 108 points per game. They're, one, they're the worst team in the NBA. Like, it's not even a debate how bad they are. I mean, and what's fascinating is there are teams giving up more points. I mean, you got a team in the Sacramento Kings giving up 109 points per game. 
But when it comes to overall defense and overall ability to play the game, they're one of the worst teams we've seen in NBA history. They're only averaging 96, 97 points per game. Think about that. The only team close to them is the Utah Jazz, and the Utah Jazz have played way better defense, if not top three defense in the NBA, top five defense in the NBA. And you've got a team in the, uh, in, in the Philadelphia 76ers, 9-63. and 63. This, is, this is one of the worst teams we've ever seen in NBA history. No matter what they do, no matter how many more games they win, 63 losses is an unbelievable stat. I mean, their best now that they can do is, is 19 wins. Like Andrew said, this team might not even sniff 10 wins this year, not even 12, 15 wins this year. And it's looking like that's going to be the case. With 12, with 12 games to go, 10 games to go in the season, this team could find a way to only win 15 games at the max. I mean, they're on pace to only win 12, 11 games. We'll be talking about this team with, with one of the worst teams in NBA history if they can't try to, try to fight a way to win more than 20 games moving on forward. But that was the case there as the Nuggets get the victory. Emmanuel Moody, a big-time game for him. 27 points, 11 rebounds, 4 assists for the rookie. He's definitely been playing his brand of basketball and playing it well. The Suns get the victory over the Lakers. Lakers only have 15 victories. Talk about a bad team. Lakers only have 15 victories, and they lose again to the Suns. With the Suns getting their 20th victory of the season, 119-107. to Kobe Bryant's final game in Phoenix. As you can tell, Kobe Bryant now only has 11 games left in his illustrious NBA career, and you're seeing a guy fade away into the sunset, uh, ironically, as he plays against the Suns and loses. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. Again, three weeks left. The final times we're going to see Kobe in his career, it's, uh, it's, it's kind of bittersweet, you know. I mean, it's, 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 it's cool from the standpoint of you got to see this guy play out his entire career the way he wanted to and then ultimately end it the way he wanted to. Uh, the political side of it is all – screwed up and messed up but when it comes to the standpoint of what this team is about and ultimately how they represent themselves in LA I mean Kobe Bryant has 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 been the definition of what they are and unfortunately they've gone through some horrible times the last three four years but he has definitely been the face of what they've been when it came when it comes to success uh the prior you know from before 2010 from about 2010 before Kobe Bryant was the face of that organization outside of Shaq Obviously, in the early 2000s, Kobe Bryant really has been the face of that organization for a very, 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 very long time. Trailblazers get the victory over the Mavericks, 109 to 103. Had a caller call in yesterday, and he mentioned how the Trailblazers would get the victory over the Magic, or excuse me, the Mavericks. They would, they did. I, I, I believed him, but I, I looked at it more from a gambling perspective. The Trailblazers were favored by six. They won by six. It was a push. So I guess it really didn't matter in the scheme of things when it came to picking the game. Um, but the Mavericks are still 35 and 36. They're they're finding ways to get themselves out of a postseason berth. They they want to try and get into the postseason. They're they're losing games at the wrong time, and they need to be beating teams like the Trailblazers to prove that they're worth staying in the postseason hunt. And unfortunately, the Trailblazers, I mean the Mavericks, just can't find ways to win games right now. They've they've been struggling as of late. The Trailblazers have been really excelling in beating teams that they're supposed to beat and teams that are within their range of talent, and they're beating them. And that's a big thing for them as they find a way to, to, to move on up in that postseason conversation. And potentially, if they get into a fifth or fourth seed, they could be playing a pretty tough team. In the, I wouldn't say fourth seed. But if they get into a fifth seed, they could be playing a lesser of a tough team in the Clippers. And who's to say they can't beat the Clippers and go into the second round and play some teams and, and have a chance of competing at the highest level against some of the best teams in all of the NBA in the Thunder, Spurs, and Warriors. I mean, that would be an unbelievable experience for them to get into the postseason. And who's to say that down the road they can't be a team that could contend in the Western Conference Finals for years to come, especially with their young talent and the ability of Damian Lillard. 
uh, down the road. Clippers and Warriors was game of the night last night. The Warriors found a way to win another victory at home. 33-0 and at home now, 64-7 and on the season. Still laughable to hear that stat, uh, but they are 64-7. and All they need to do now is go 9-2. and 9-2 and and 11 games left to go, and they will be the all, have the all-time regular season record at 73-9. and nine. They have a chance to do it. it I think they're going to do it. I think the Warriors are going to break the record. All they got to do now, and, and this is they've proven to me that their attrition is, is, is holding up. They've proven to me that they can play great basketball. They have lost to the Spurs uh, in San Antonio, so they haven't proven to me that they're like all-time forever unbelievable. But when it comes to being an all-time great team, they're, they're in that category. And, they're, and, they're, and all they got to do now is just finish out and get that record, that 73-9 and nine record. If they get that 73-9 and nine record, that's ultimately what will tell us when it comes to their all-time greatness during the regular season, and it will be. It'll be the greatest all-time regular season record ever. Who's, who's going to debate them in this era of the NBA? That they're not one of the all-time great. Beating the Clippers the way they did last night, 114-98, in the fourth quarter, 33-26, to that's pure domination. That's what you're supposed to do against these kind of teams when you're the best team in the league, and they did that. And uh, it's just another proof to their pudding the why they're so great of a team and why they're unbelievable and, and, and why they're so successful, because they keep beating teams the way they're supposed to. So that's your NBA, uh, NBA uh, scores from, uh, from, last, from last night. There's five games in the NBA tonight, Pelicans and Pacers on NBA TV. I know no one's going to be watching because everyone's going to be watching the Sweet 16, but Pelicans and Pacers play. Pacers are favored by 13. Take the Pelicans plus the 13. Cavaliers and Nets. Cavaliers with all their drama that's been going on. I think the Cavs are going to dominate. They're going to get the victory. They're favored by six. Take them. They're going to dominate. Bulls, Knicks, always a fun one. Obviously, they just played last night. But they're going to play a back-to-back in Madison Square Garden tonight. Bulls are favored by five. They want to bounce back and get a victory to keep themselves in the playoff hunt. They're going to do it. I think they're going to get the victory and get it done there. Jazz and Thunder. I think that obviously the Jazz are hungry to get a victory and try and stay in that playoff race, obviously. But I think the Thunder are going to bounce back and dominate over the Jazz. And then the Trailblazers and Clippers are going to be another outstanding ball game. If you're not interested in watching the uh, college basketball tonight, definitely Trailblazers and Clippers will be one of those games to remember. I think it's going to be a great game tonight. Clippers are favored by four and a half. Take the Trailblazers. They're going to find a way to bounce back and play well again against a team like the Clippers. And that could potentially be a first-round matchup between the Blazers and Clippers when it's all said and done when the season ends. And Jazz and Thunder could also be a potential matchup. You never know. There's a lot of potential matchups happening right now in the NBA uh, late in the year where you could see uh, some cards being folded and waited, wait until the postseason begins so that hands won't be drawn. So this is kind of a funky year in the NBA. Obviously, a funky time, some funky time in the NBA, and also you got to factor in uh, if you're playing in your fantasy leagues. Just, just kind of an update for you. I'm second place in my fantasy league. For those of you that don't understand fantasy and basketball, this is the time of year where you really got to kind of guess on who's going to come out and perform well because you don't know ultimately outside of the superstars who's going to come out and play well every night. You saw, like you said, Bojangles, Bojan Bojanovic for the Nets a couple of uh, weeks ago had a 40-point game. He was unbelievable. And he came out of nowhere. There's going to be a lot of those performances. Uh, E.J. Moore, Etwan Moore for the Bulls. He played well about two weeks ago. Uh, you got a couple of other performances from other, other players uh, that have come out of nowhere and, and played well. And, and that's going to happen this time of year in, in, in the NBA. So don't be shocked if guys come out of nowhere and beat teams they're not supposed to beat. The Jazz could beat the Thunder tonight. You could see the, the Blazers beating the Clippers. Clippers beating the Blazers. A lot of things can go either way. I'm not saying the Nets are going to beat the Cavaliers tonight, but it could be a closer game than we expect. You never know. I think the Cavs will dominate, and I think they will. But considering how wacky of a time it is in the NBA, the dog days of the NBA, they're here. Who's to say that something crazy won't happen 
in the NBA. Speaking of crazy in the NBA, before we get to our uh, our NCAA uh, Sweet 16 preview, uh, LeBron James, this 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 stuff about LeBron James talking about potentially joining a super team with Melo, Chris Paul, and Dwayne Wade, you know, before he retires. I mean, look, people. The, I mentioned it yesterday. I've mentioned it before. LeBron James is bored. LeBron James is just bored. He doesn't ultimately know what he wants to do. He doesn't ultimately know where he wants to go. What he's he, he's bored because he's so successful right now in the NBA. His team is great. Don't be don't don't fool yourself. Don't don't let the media hype ruin your perspective on this team. This Cavalier team is great. They're seven. They're they're fifty one and 30 if i'm not mistaken or 51 excuse me 51 and 20 if i'm not mistaken they could win 60 games by the end of the season and everyone's saying that they're they're not that good they're not that great look last time i checked when you had 50 wins prior to march you're a pretty good team you're pretty damn good i mean you're you're so good what the it's, everyone's expectations are blown out of the water because everyone sees what the warriors are doing and they think that that is a norm it's not a norm it's not a norm. What the Warriors are doing is freakishly incredible. And what the Spurs are doing is freakishly incredible. What both the Spurs and the Warriors are doing is unbelievable. If it was a regular year and a normal type year, you would see that you would see the Cleveland Cavaliers be in the top three automatic. And they already are in the top three when it comes to teams, but it would be like no one would think that they're just struggling. Everyone, when they see the Warriors and they see the Spurs, they're like, well, how come, the, how come the Cavs can't win 60 games at this point? Come on, just stop. Think about that. 60 wins in the NBA is already a legendary record. Whenever you get past the 60-win mark and you win 61, 62, 63, that's automatic, like, just legendary status. You can be – you can be – you won't be a, an all-time great team, but you can be put in that conversation. You can bring up a team from the 80s or 70s or 60s, 50s, or not even 50s, but you can bring up a team in the 90s in the the, the 80s and and even last decade, teams that won 60 games, and you can be like, wow, they could have beaten a team like the the, uh, Heat back in 2012, 2013. They can beat a team like the, the Warriors, or they can beat a team like the Bulls. You know, like back in the back in the '90s, you can talk about that kind of stuff because those teams, when they win 60 games, they those are no joke teams. Those are teams that that have fierce competitiveness, uh, talent. They also have chemistry. They have something working. Something is going on with a team when they win 60 games. Something really, really good is happening when you win 60 games. So when you win 70 or on pace for 73, like the Warriors are, don't kid yourself and think that 73 wins is going to be a norm every season. The Warriors will never be this good again. What we're seeing from the Warriors this season in the regular season is ridiculously incredible. It is. And I'll mention it every single day because it's history and we're watching history as it's going through. What the Warriors, what the Spurs are doing, both those teams, is, is incredibly rare and unbelievable to multiple extents. And to kid yourself and to think that this is a normal thing, you're, you're insane. What the, what the Cavs are doing is absolutely fantastic. They've won 50 games, 51 games. They're gonna, they've already locked up their division in March. Most teams don't lock up their division until the final couple weeks of the season. It's three, four weeks away till the regular season ends. And you're talking about, you're talking about, oh, you know, LeBron is thinking of joining this. LeBron's words are over. Excited. Oh, LeBron is going to leave. And Look, this is the same crap we talked about last year sometime in February last year when we were like, oh, LeBron's not thinking of, he doesn't like where the Cavs are going. He isn't like this, that. It's looking bad. They're not going to win a title. They're Look, people, LeBron is just trying to find ways to stir up controversy to put the, put the attention on him, 
to raise his brand, to, to get his team talked about, to find ways to get, to get into the media, to get into the spotlight. It's, it, there was a mention on, uh, on the radio yesterday that I was listening to. I listen to a lot of Colin Cowherd as I drive to work. And when I hear his, when I hear Colin talk about, you know, what LeBron James has been doing and all this kind of stuff, it's a very Kardashian-like. It's, it's an accurate, it's an accurate depiction of this guy. He's been in the limelight since he was 16, 17 years old. And now he's 31, 32. He's been in the limelight a very long time. And for that being said, with this guy and what he's done in his career is already unbelievable. He's already one of the greatest players of all time. And for people to, to discount that because of the narrative written about him, you're insane. Step away from the narrative, step away from the media, step away from all this and look at his raw stats, look at what he's done throughout his career, look at what he's done from the standpoint of success in the NBA over the last five years. He's played in June the last five years. Since 2011, he's played in June. 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, all in June. And then even in 2009, he played in the Eastern Conference Finals. Or 2010, he played in the Eastern Conference Finals. 2009, he played, I believe he played in the, in the Eastern Conference Finals again against the Magic. Then in 2008, he lost. In, 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 and then in 2007, he was in the Finals. This guy has played in May every single year for the last t- almost 10 years. For people to knock him and say that he's not as great of a player as he is, people remember the NBA is a lot more balanced out than it used to be. And for him to say, you know, he wants to potentially join a super team with Melo and Chris Paul and Dwayne Wade, he's just talking about his friends. They're all friends. All those guys are friends. They're all, they've been homies since they came into the NBA in, 20, in 2003 or 2004 for Chris Paul's sake. They've all been friends. They've all been together through, you know, Team USA and bonding through the offseason, working out together, obviously Wade and LeBron being together on the same team. They've all talked about that. They've all had that conversation before but for some reason now it's a big deal because oh we gotta we gotta talk about lebron in a negative manner no lebron is fine there's nothing wrong with lebron will he leave cleveland sure he could but that was the case this summer as well people you forget last year he signed when he joined the Cavs in 2014 after that after that uh, nba finals loss to the spurs in 2014 when he joined the cat, when he joined the Cavs, he only signed like a two-year deal with a one-year op, one-year player option for the second year. He joined, he joined the Cavs knowing that he's going to sign small-term deals to to maximize his his large his max contract every single year on top of giving him the option to leave if he wanted to go to another team. But the narrative was written again, and people are following the narrative, which good for them, cool. They're following the narrative. But people forget that the narrative is right and that he's coming back to save Cleveland to win an NBA title. That, that's not always the case. Look at the raw facts. He's signing small deals for a reason so he can max out his contract and keep his options open. Listen to the money. Don't listen to the narrative. Listen to the money. And the money is saying the guy is, is only signing small contracts so that he can leave his window open and leave the opportunity to go to another team if he so chooses. He's going back to the Cavs because, it's, it, oh, first of all, it was, a more, it was a better marketing opportunity for him on top of going home. It, it, went, it went two ways. But now as you're starting to see that home feel is not really as homely as he probably thought, and maybe he will go to a different team. Does that make him a bad person? Does that make him a shady character? Does that make him an, an untrustworthy player when it comes to his ability to stay with teams? Not at all. He signed the contract knowing that he might leave this team. He wants to try and win a title for this team. He did that last year. almost did that last year. He was unbelievable last year in the playoffs. 
He didn't give up or quit. Or People are making it seem like this guy is quitting on his team when he's talking about these things in the media. These are calculated conversations that LeBron James is opening up towards the media. That's all he's doing. He's not saying he's going to leave. He's not saying he's going to actually like think about quitting the Cavs. His money will speak for that. And if the Cavs don't want to sign him to the money that he should deserve, which is a max contract, because he is the most talented player in the NBA. I don't care what you say about Steph Curry. I don't care what you say about Kawhi Leonard. LeBron is the most talented player in the NBA. Is he fading? Is his, is his prime fading? Yes, it is. He's getting out of his prime. But he's still one of the more talented players, if not the most talented player in the NBA right now. I mean, without LeBron, that Cavs team is 30 wins. I mean, at the best. They're a Denver Nugget team right now without LeBron James. It's just the facts. They're 20 games worse than what they are without LeBron James. That is just the facts of what they are. And so when, he, when you hear these things in the media about LeBron James and what he's doing and how, what he, how he's saying these things to me, don't believe it. Just don't. Don't believe it until he gets to the postseason. Right now the media is filling fodder because they're trying to find time to, 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 to have some conversation pieces go and have him talk about certain things. And is LeBron frustrated in Cleveland? I think he is. I'm not going to sit here and deny that. I think there is something up with him in Cleveland. But do I think he's going to leave? Look, let's wait until the postseason and see what happens in the postseason before we rush to a conclusion. The Spurs and Warriors are really frustrating him this much from the standpoint of making people putting pressure on him to say, why aren't you at 60 wins like the Spurs and Warriors? Why aren't you chasing history like the Spurs and Warriors? If people are if he's really that frustrated by that, then clearly he's delusional from that perspective. Because what those two teams are doing is, is outlandishly insane. It's crazy what they're doing. But what the Cavs have done is still great. They're still a great team. 50 and 11 or 50, 51 and 10 is or yeah, 51, excuse me, 51 and 20 is still an unbelievable record to start a season. It's unbelievable. It's not it's not it's not legendary. It's not it's not the greatest record we've ever seen, but it's still very good. It's still very 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 good. And so for people to jump on his back for these ungodly reasons to say he's not a team player to say he's not a this to say he's not a that he's been in the spotlight as a quote-unquote leader and as a quote-unquote outspoken human being and an intelligent human being for the last 15 years so you got to cut him some slack from that perspective but the guy is doing these things on social media and you have to recognize this it's all calculated he's not a moron from the standpoint of saying these things he's clearly been given the green light to say all the things that's on his mind so that he can open up the gateways for the media to do their job that's what he's doing, and if you don't see that, then clearly you're blind to the narrative because the narrative says that he's coming back to Cleveland to try and win a title, but when he signs contracts, there are only one or two-year deals for max contracts. He's trying to become a rich athlete. If you've heard his words before, he's trying to be the first billion-dollar athlete, billion-dollar athlete through contracts alone as he's playing. He's trying to do that. He's doing that by signing small contracts with team options in his second year so that he can either leave or go, or he can stay or go. He's always doing that. He's doing that now because he knows that if he can't win in Cleveland and he can't get it done there and play the way he wants to play, then he's going to go somewhere else and make more money because if the Cavs don't offer him the money he wants, why would he stay? So it's, it's, it's common sense from that perspective, and if you don't see that common sense, clearly you're not, you're, you're not embracing what realistically is happening in the world of the NBA. You're just not recognizing it. You're not realizing what's going on. So for LeBron – for me, this is to say this. Look, the scrutiny is unfair. The, what he's saying, he's obviously opening himself up for criticism, and he's getting it. 
But for people to bag on him and say he's not a team player and to say he's not a this, say he's not that, look at his contract and tell me that if you take away the narrative and you just look at his money and you sit here and tell me that this guy isn't trying to just, you know, make more money than win, you're crazy because that's all he's doing. He, yes, he wants to win a title for Cleveland. He's going to play his best basketball. He's going to do all he can to win games. But when it comes to the contract side of it, he can say all he wants because realistically, he's only got a one-year deal. He can put that fear. He can put that fear in Cleveland and say, "Look, if you don't play and get what I want, I'm going to leave." And he has that power because he's that great. He is. He's that great. Unfortunately, I hate to say that, but it's just the facts. It's just the facts of of the nature of the beast. He got he got uh, David Blatt fired. He got you know the players he wanted, Kevin Love. He got Andrew Wiggins traded for Kevin Love. He did. He's done things in this organization to get where he wants. And for them to say, "Oh, he's not going," it is. It's LeBron James. He's the one getting this started. And so, for that example alone, understand the ramifications of what's happening. And I defend LeBron because, look, five straight NBA Finals, going to five straight NBA Finals. How can if you if you have to find any way to scrutinize that? Granted, it was in the Eastern Conference. Where granted, it is a weaker conference. But the guy has still found a way because guys, guys have choked constantly in the playoffs where they can't get in. But LeBron has consistently made it to the NBA Finals and has just played better Western Conference teams when he's lost. Now, I will admit, the first year he lost to Dallas, that was a choke job. No one will deny that and no one will debate that. But the year he beat the Thunder, that was no choke job. That was an unbelievable couple of series in the Eastern Conference Finals and NBA Finals. Unbelievable. Then 2012-2013, where he shattered the record books and was one of the greatest MVPs we've ever seen in NBA history, and he won the NBA title with one of the greatest teams in NBA history, and he was the best LeBron we've ever seen. And then comes 2013-2014, where clearly the gas had left the building when it came to his ability to win another title with that, with that Heat team. Everyone was just, just, just worn out from playing three straight NBA finals, and they couldn't get it done. And then last year... He did literally all he could. He did everything he could to win a title, and he still gets scrutinized. How do you scrutinize LeBron when a guy goes for 35, 15, and 12 in in NBA Finals games, and he's doing all he can to win? You can't knock him for that. You can't. How can you knock him for that? You can not like him. You can be jealous of him. You can be frustrated with his ability to not win titles. But at the same time, he's doing all he can as a player to win games. It's his surrounding cast. It's who he's with that helps him with, with winning championships. He can't do it all by himself. He, and in fact, all by himself, he has made this Cavs team relevant. Without him, this Cavs team is nothing. And that was proven the year before he went to Cleveland. Then when he came there, NBA Finals. Didn't win it, but they got there. It's unbelievable what this guy does, and people just knock it like it's no big deal. People are going to look back on this like 10 years from now, and they're going to be like, oh, my God, LeBron James is one of the greatest players of all time. And yet there were the people on Twitter bashing him because he wasn't this and wasn't that. Just stop listening to the narrative. Listen to read, – read the fine detail and see what this guy really is about because he is truly one of the top greatest players of all time, and people just knock him because of the narrative. It's, it's, it blows my mind. It absolutely blows my mind. Let's preview college basketball for you. And then we'll get on out of here, and we will uh, live life. Miami plays Villanova tonight. Look, I think Villanova's going to get the victory, not because they're ranked the two seed, but because of what they've done all season long. They have been a team that has been in the top ten pretty much all season long. Miami found a way to play hot late in the season. They're one of those ACC teams that got in. 
I think Miami could challenge Villanova, and they definitely could win this game. But Villanova has just been one of the tougher teams all season long. Expect them to compete and definitely win this game. But don't 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 be shocked if this is an absolute classic tonight uh, in Kentucky in the Yum Center uh, in Louisville. Uh, Texas A&M and Oklahoma, the second game right after, or you know, pretty much a half an hour after the Miami Villanova game. Uh, Texas A&M is, I think, the better. I, I think they're playing great basketball right now, but Oklahoma has the better talent. And when Oklahoma comes in and they play with the talent that we know they can, they can beat anybody. And I think that that's going to be the case tonight. I think Oklahoma is just overall a more talented team. Texas A&M could definitely knock them off. But with the way Texas A&M played against uh, Northern Iowa the week, you know, last weekend, I just don't see how they can compete against a team like Oklahoma playing in the Honda Center in California. I just see, I just think Oklahoma is going to get it done and win over Texas A&M in that one. Maryland and Kansas. Look, Kansas is clearly the better team. Maryland is a team that's known for inconsistencies. Kansas has been the best team all season long in college basketball. you got to give it to Kansas. They're going to get it done. I think they're going to win over Maryland on CBS in the late game. And then Duke and Oregon, this game could really go either way. I really could see this game going either way. This is probably the best game to watch tonight. Um, And for reasons being, Duke has been inconsistent all year. Oregon has played really, really well late in the season. Um, and they have definitely proven in the tournament that they have been one of the more legit teams in, in, in the NCAA tournament. And I think that ultimately Duke's going to pull it out, but I would not be shocked if Oregon got it done. Uh, Oregon's favored by three. I think strictly that's because of their seeding, but Duke has the better players. Grayson Allen and Brandon Egram are fantastic players. They get on a roll, and this team can find a way to play their offense and play the way we know they can play. They can beat Oregon handily, and they can do it with grace. I think I think Duke gets the victory tonight, Kansas, Oklahoma, and Villanova. Those are my four victories tonight. Those are going to be great games, I'm telling you. Don't don't understate this, but this is an unbelievable night of basketball. Friday is also another unbelievable night of basketball. But tonight, I think, are the best games and the best games we'll probably see in the Sweet 16 ever because these are just, just some great, great matchups tonight in the world of college basketball. That's episode 101. Hopefully the podcast did not skip and it and it came out all well. I'm sorry for the the, the technical difficulties late, but uh, that happens when you live out here and things like that occur on a regular basis in the Pacific Northwest. Thank you again for listening, everybody. We are out of here today as it was not a TNT Thursday. No Thursday games uh, on TNT or national TV in the NBA, but definitely the Sweet 16 gets kicked off, started uh, tipped off tonight. Expect a big time, big time night in the world of basketball today. We'll recap it. We'll preview the second night of the Sweet 16 tomorrow. And hopefully Jonathan Wagner will be there. Hopefully we can get Andrew Norris in the show as well. But if not, we got Jonathan Wagner on the show for tomorrow. Thank you again, everybody. Episode 101 is in the books. Episode 102, same time, same place tomorrow, 12 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Episode 102, 12 p.m. Eastern Friday on March 25th, 2016. Thank you again for listening, everybody. Have a fantastic day and enjoy the Sweet 16 basketball game. See you tomorrow. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.